0: Sugars, there really are no coincidences because today I am putting up an episode that, you know, it's uh, it's hard with what's going on in our country right now and honestly the disgusting way I feel watching these Kavanaugh hearings and watching the way that just that women are still being treated in this country is honestly despicable and deplorable to me. So it kind of makes you have one of those days of Why do I do comedy? Why do I do entertainment? Like, does it really help? And this conversation with Megan Hine, it's not a political conversation, but I guess it is in that I loved having her on because she is uh, making a short film called The Fix. And it's a lot about women and plastic surgery in our country. Well, in the world, but how it's risen so significantly. But I loved our conversation because... It really kind of delved into deeper, just kind of the messages women are receiving, not just about beauty, but about themselves. And really an eye-opening conversation to me from Megan's perspective of being a quote-unquote beautiful woman um, in our society and what she deals with on a daily basis as a woman. And the fact that she's able to be funny and humorous and through all this, Lord, i just crawl in a shower like a Lifetime movie and cry, but not her. So... I really am proud of this episode. I'm really proud of the film that she's putting out, The Fix. And as we mentioned, she's doing a fundraising campaign to that. So, you know, art matters. These kind of things matter. These influence people. These help people grow and become better individuals, better humans. So I hope you think about that. Think about donating and just think about sharing or supporting. And moreover, I hope you enjoy this new episode of The Dear Maddie Show with Megan Hine.
1: There are, other, other things, stuff, the, the other, other stuff.
0: Up oh, and we're recording now. Hello, everybody. We're not, we're not talking about the other stuff. Well, we might. Welcome to the Dear Show, everybody. Uh, this is Matt Marr, This is a. You know what? I'm here with my guest, Megan Hine. Hello. Hello,
1: Hello I'm Megan Hine. Everyone. You
0: are Megan Hine. Um, that I'm not turning my dial. you your dial. I'm turning mine. You're fine.
1: Okay.
0: Um, I think I didn't tell you this on purpose. I think you win a special Dear Maddie Award. <gasps> what is it? I believe you were the only person that has been on the Dear Maddie show three times.
1: Oh my gosh, I'm so lucky. You are,
0: right? It's like an Academy Award. It's the same thing.
1: It is. It, where's my trophy?
0: Um, I don't have one. <laughs> I, I think Jake's been on here once,
1: twice. Three Mate, times and a he's day. a lady,
0: bitch. <laughs> Maybe three times, but nah, I'm going to give it to you. Fuck thank him. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Fuck him. He gets to do stuff with you all yeah. the
0: time. You're fine, Jake. Butt out. He's not listening anyway. Okay, everybody. The reason Megan Hine is on... we've been. She's been here for like an hour and a half. Today, we're recording this. Hopefully, this goes up on Thursday. If not, it'll go up on Friday. But we're recording. We've been watching... I, I think of the appropriate word for it, we are shook by the Kavanaugh hearings. We are shook. Uh, and the testimony of Dr. Ford today. Uh, anyway, we're not going to go all into that, but it brought up a very like fruitful conversation just about our country and the state of our country and, this, and the relationship between patriarchy and men and women in our country. And the reason I bring that up, it's because I feel like that kind of flows into why i wanted to have you on the show today nice wasn't that good
1: Oh, what a transition what a
0: transition um everybody so okay megan's on the show today because not because she's just my friend and i love her and because her husband patrick who has really nice arms and a great butt he (laughs) He
1: actually said last night he was like don't talk about my butt (laughs) he's and that's one of the first things you said. I'm sorry, Pat, I'm but sorry, it is Beth. a great butt.
0: He would be a great bottom. I'm just saying, like, oh geez, we put he him hates a,
1: you right now. Put him in a
0: sling with like 20 men. Oh, <laughs> Patrick just turned it off. He hates.
1: Yeah, me. Patrick's like, I'm. He just died. He just you died. just killed my. He husband. won't
0: ever do it. Um. Anyway, but. Patrick does make great websites that if you ever... Well, he's not really. He's too busy. He's, he's busy. He's not going to make your website. He still makes mine. And he makes a cover art. Dear Maddie, I love him. Very talented artist. Um, so, but uh, we... Uh, I wanted to have you on the show because you're doing a really... You're a, an actor, a film a filmmaker.
1: Now. Now, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And
0: so I, I just love this idea of what you're doing with The Fix, So which is your short film. So tell everybody about... The, sure. this, the, the, tell everybody what The Fix is, and then I want to talk about kind of like why you even thought, oh, I should do something, make this.
1: Okay, great. Yeah, so The Fix um, is a narrative short film that uh, encourages women and girls to stop getting plastic surgery to gain self-worth. Mm. So it's it's about... Um, and the log line is, a down-on-her-luck girl gets, uses an unexpected check to improve her life with plastic surgery.
0: Ooh.
1: Yeah. Oh, the intrigue.
0: The intrigue. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, why this film? Like, why this film? Why now? What kind of what led you to be drawn to this project? Because you wrote the, I just want to specify, you wrote it. Mm -hmm. you're going to be in it. Yes. Are you directing it too? No,
1: no, no. No, no, no. And we have an awesome director, Laura Cavelli. That is
0: the trifecta of failure, by the way, everybody. (laughs) When you write, star in, and And direct direct. your own. That's like a setup. Zach Braff got lucky with that once.
1: Yes, And then everything
0: else, no one gives a shit. And I
1: watched it recently, and it was a little, just didn't really work now. It really worked at the time. Mm. But... I, I don't know it like I watched Garden State and I was like I thought this was so good when this came out and I I don't think it's that's the mark of
0: a good director like it stands the test of time yeah
1: yeah for whatever reason or it a good just, script it just didn't but um so yeah you know it's funny because I just kind of like was getting this this urge to do a short film even though I I I don't know why it's it's kind of like and then even going in to start to make it it i wasn't i feel like I don't even have a choice i'm just supposed to be doing this for Mm -hmm. some reason like things just keep moving forward um whether i want them to or not Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know um like you're called to it yeah so uh the subject matter is it's just something that i struggle with i really struggle with wanting to be beautiful all the time wanting to be told I'm pretty want I, I attach my self-worth to how I look and-, well, and
0: I want to specify by the way you probably won't admit this because you I, we have this idea of being humble but Megan is a beautiful girl but, and, and I mean that yes you are beautiful to me because I know you and you're a beautiful person but you are pretty in the quote-unquote Idea of what pretty is supposed to be for a woman in our country. You have long blonde hair. You're thin. You have like big blue. Like you look like a Disney princess.
1: The, thank you. That that's, but I, that's but very I, nice. But. but I
0: also mean that like I think that there is a, and I know some people who aren't quote unquote like look you guys. I'm not classically pretty, but that also doesn't mean that somebody who is classically pretty that's still that's a different experience and I imagine that as we age or what if you're used to, I've seen like guys in West Hollywood that are beautiful like 15 years ago when I moved here they were like the belle of the balls <laughs> right. in the abbey in WeHo and I don't go out like I used to because I'm an adult now and <laughs> so but like every like six months like be me and like four of my gay friends were like let's go out like old times and of course we get there at like eight thirty, and then we're at like 10 30 we're like okay let's go home <laughs> let's, go,
1: home to let's bed. go
0: but we'll see like when we're leaving we'll see those same guys some of them mm-hmm. that were there when they were 20 that are now like pushing 40 in their 40s still acting the same and like a lot of them i could tell have either had plastic surgery mm-hmm. or they have botox or they're so like They haven't had a carb in like a a, a year. (laughs) And I feel like, and I know just from the few people I've talked to that are pretty, that there really is an ex, there is, they just, there is a feeling of not feeling wanted anymore.
1: Right. Oh, yeah. Like as, as you get older. And yeah. But it's, so anyway,
0: so back to your pasta. But I just want to specify that. No, yeah.
1: And also, like, that's very nice of you to say, but you can be. You know Heidi Klum and and not feel pretty exactly. too exactly. you know it's, it's about like, your experience yeah because you know what other how other people perceive you just might not be how you perceive yourself yeah um, which is the reason I feel like plastic surgery is running so rampant is mm-hmm. because people don't. See themselves and as they are, and and don't value their uniqueness, and mm-hmm. so we try to change it to be like everybody else, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever beautiful is at that moment, it's which like is baby. always changing.
0: Baby from Dirty Dancing. Oh,
1: she I, got in, I didn't. She even was. Recognize her. I saw you her. Know,
0: you know, she was so beautiful. Yeah,
1: and, and just now different. she's beautiful. She,
0: and now she is still beautiful. Um,
1: but she doesn't look like herself. But she doesn't look
0: like herself. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not faulting her for it, but I'm just saying it's like such a. It's such a... It, sad thing. I just had... Somebody said to me the other day... They're like... Why didn't Barbra Streisand ever get a nose job? And I wanted to say... Well, first of all... Her nose is fine. Yeah. Oh, I No, actually I said... First of all, I said... I think Barbra Streisand is beautiful. I said... And secondly... If she had a nose job, it would literally change her voice.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, She could totally never would. do that because She it would, sings right out through that,
0: and it would way change the resonance in her yeah. voice and what that sounds. She can't even touch it, and they said, "Oh, but, but I, thank
1: God she thank never gang, got."
0: Thank God she never did. Yeah,
1: like of course for her voice because that's that's her. But like, for do you know how many girls I've talked to have who grew up? like loving barbara streisand because they made them feel beautiful because they had not yeah. the perfect button nose or whatever because you know? that's a
0: jewish thing that yeah. like girls for their Bob mitzvah present often will like or high they'll get a nose yeah
1: yeah oh yeah um yeah it's it's just so and i just want to be clear that if you have had plastic surgery i'm not saying anyone who has is wrong um What I'm more concerned about is women and girls liking who they are to the point where we don't have to change ourselves. Mm -hmm. That where we can like ourselves and accept ourselves like men do, not like all men do, but like most men do. Like Mm -hmm. my husband, Patrick, would never get Botox or, or anything like that. Cause he's like, I don't care. I don't have to care. I'm comfortable with myself and I want women to be able to feel that and girls to be able to feel mm-hmm. that. I, I remember being really judgmental of my looks when I was eight years old. Really? Oh yeah. I remember is telling that your first memory. Uh, Oh, I have, I have a lot of early memories, but I remember, no I'm
0: sorry. Your first, is that your first memory that? though of judging your looks?
1: Probably. I, I have a very vivid, vivid memory of being in my room with my mom. And I had like one of those little full length mirrors. And looking in the mirror, I was wearing like a jean skirt and a yellow sweater and telling my mom I was fat. And wow. I swear to God, I was the skinniest kid.
0: Do <laughs> did you remember your mom's response?
1: Oh, I mean, I just remember her being like, that's, that's ridiculous. But I really thought that, you mm-hmm. know, and And I, and you think it's like, I don't even know where that came from, but, uh, but I really believed it. Um,
0: What do you like, this is a little bit of a tangent, but like, is that like, kind of like going back to like your eight year old self, like whether your mom said the right or wrong or whatever, what do you feel like is a, I know you're not a parent, I'm not a parent, but what do you say to an eight year old girl? What should you say when they say that?
1: I, I mean, all you can do is deny it, of course. Mm -hmm. Because no eight year old is fat, Mm -hmm. you know, but I, I I don't even know because clearly it wasn't coming from anywhere in my home. It it was coming from the world or whatever, you know, and. Mm And I mean, I I always, when I was little, always wanted to be someone else. There were uh, girls in my classes who were prettier. I wanted to be them. I wanted to be Kelly Kapowski. I wanted Mm -hmm. to be Carrie Russell. Mm -hmm. I I never wanted to be myself. Like, really, I I don't Mm. think I ever did until, like, recently. Mm, Really? (laughs) Yeah. It was always, like, just so... I mean, I have a lot of admiration for other people and and for beauty or what I consider is beautiful and I'm I'm never see myself that way but I always see other people that way like Mm -hmm. oh I wish I had that color eye or I wish Mm -hmm. I had that color skin or or whatever my Mm -hmm. skin was always a big thing because I'm always was always sunburned (laughs) like I I can't get tan I
0: can't either we're very fair
1: very fair and I always hated that Uh, which is, is probably the most like disgustingly privileged thing to say, you know, it's like, Oh yeah, too bad for your white skin because there's a lot of privilege that comes with that. Um, but But I always wanted dark skin.
0: (laughs) This is always about your experience, though. Yes, so, yeah. I don't.
1: Yeah, I don't want people thinking, "Oh, boo-hoo, Megan, your life was no, so hard." No, but I think as yeah. we go
0: forward, you know, if you're listening to this and saying, "Well, you don't know," well, we're not talking about your life. We don't know your life if you're listening. We're hoping that we just like give We're just talking to your experience, and then I'm here, so my experience too. Yeah. And then Patrick's butt. And so, Patrick's. <laughs> sorry, I'll edit all of beautiful, his butt stuff beautiful, beautiful
1: butt. <laughs> <laughs> so no, but see, he's gonna be so mad.
0: I can I, can't tell you, I can edit it out if you want.
1: You know you won't.
0: I won't. Um, so but do you think that because um, it makes me grateful that I'm a gay man, also a gay man specifically living in Los Angeles because and I've, because when I moved out here in 2003, men did not think about their bodies the way men think about their bodies now. Maybe more here in Los Angeles because it was like this mecca of gay men, which, you know, was such a response to like AIDS in the 80s. Gay men didn't want to look sick. So they started working out. Yeah. That really is when it happened. Because before that in the 70s and early 80s, I was about super, super thin. Right. And being even for women, it stayed like thin, thin. And men were that too. Then in the 80s, it came about. you look sick because you have AIDS, you're dying. Yeah. So they really bulked up and became these like gym queens that you yeah. got. Well, so anyway, but I don't mean to like, because this conversation is about women, but I'm, the only reason I bring that up is that it gave me such, it gives me like a hint. I can't even imagine, but a hint of like what of just, because I honestly don't, I wasn't super happy with my body, but I never remember feeling like, Less than because of my body until I moved to Los Angeles. Gotcha. And kind of, it wasn't even the entertainment business a little bit. It was more just like the gay culture, the culture of yeah. Los Angeles. When you're surrounded by people, I always say, the dogs have abs. It's <laughs> <So> like, it's <laughs> right, just, yeah. it's crazy. And there's so many dogs. So, but as a woman, like, I feel like that is everywhere because you grew up in Colorado. Yeah. So it wasn't well, even like, like.
1: I grew up even. Uh, I mean, I went to high school in Colorado, but I really grew up in Maryland and Arizona. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I grew up, like, all over, but, yeah, and in, in, in small towns and in big towns. But
0: women feel that, what I felt in West Hollywood, this is my whole point of getting back to women, women feel that everywhere,
1: I, I think, sadly, I, I, everywhere. I, that's my experience, for sure. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I... I I, I just feel like, and, and, and looks were never really important in my household. Mm -hmm. Like my parents were never like my beautiful daughter, blah, 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 you know, because I really wasn't that cute of a kid. I, Mm -hmm. I grew up very awkwardly high school. I was like 40 pounds overweight, Mm -hmm. uh, acne, like crap. Like I wasn't ever cute, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but I always wanted to be so beautiful, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. like, um, I think that, especially when you're really little, like a toddler almost, mm-hmm. it's always like, what a pretty dress. You look so, like, you get that. So it starts that con- young. I think it does, because you start that, getting that feedback, really, since you're a baby. I mean, that to I. To be
0: pretty is, means you're you're loved
1: yeah it's yeah you're being validated you have value mm-hmm. you're like because you you get that feedback a lot mm-hmm. and and boys do to a certain point too but it's more like oh he's so cute oh he's so funny or
0: he's like he's a bruiser yeah <laughs> he, yeah but you know what i mean but it's no but it is i just realized it just clicked for me as you were talking even when your little little girls are talked about their their appearance, what they look like, and little boys are talked about, their actions are talked about.
1: Yeah, and complimented. yeah, it's, it's you're true. You're a big
0: boy, you're a, you're. I, I, whereas there isn't as much as of, um, yeah, that just kind of, oh, that just made me sad.
1: Yeah, I so feel like I,
0: parents are getting better at that now, I, I hope. I think
1: that they are, and I don't, and again, it wasn't even like it was, in my home happening all the time you grew up in
0: the 80s yeah it's like it's
1: it's out in the world you know and um it's in front of you all the time every billboard every magazine Mm -hmm. there's a depiction of beauty you know um and so I think for girls when you you start getting that feedback so young that it it's just with you always like you're always Mm -hmm. which is why we you know wear makeup dye our hair blah 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 i'm not saying i'm going to stop any of those things Mm -hmm. because uh i'm definitely damaged goods i (laughs) i (laughs) i still want to be pretty are you still gonna
0: get facials
1: i have to get facials (laughs) um but so this project is basically i'm trying to help women and girls as I'm trying to help myself uh-huh. detach my worth from how I look uh-huh. you know cause I I have such a hard time with it so
0: you've been cause wasn't this a lot of this sparked that you went to a plastic would you go to plastic surgery I went, or uh, a dermatologist no he was
1: a, a dermatologist um, but very, by cosmetic like I I feel I I don't know. I feel like dermatologists. Not
0: to kind of take the wart off or like. Yeah, I'm sure he could do that, like,
1: but he wouldn't make any money, so he yeah. wouldn't do that. Uh, no, I went um, because of my skin, because I thought I could make it better.
0: <laughs> Her skin's beautiful, y'all. Like there's not even, like there, you have no pimp. There's not even a, it's, a freckle.
1: It, it, that's very nice. Um, but it, I, you know, I was constantly striving you know so I went and he he was like oh well let's do some laser treatments and of course I called Pat and I'm like I really want to get these laser treatments and he's like you're ridiculous and obsessed I want to get laser too I know it's so hard I still do one well I don't feel like
0: that it's gonna hurt but I would like to do that yeah i don't don't know that
1: it did anything for me oh you did it i i did yeah i did like the lightest one is called like clear and brilliant oh no
0: i want to do one where you look like you want to do like a fraxel or yeah yeah. there's
1: some major lasers out there yeah um but yeah he he was like let's you know let's do um six of this lightest treatment it was like five or six hundred dollars a treatment oh my gosh i i know uh i didn't end up doing all of them they they didn't do anything Mm -hmm. um but after you know the first or second one um it, he was like, you know, how old are you? And I told him, and he was like, Yeah, we should start doing Botox. And I was like, What? You know? And and he he really was like scaring me. He was like,
0: Which you're an actress too, so yeah. the, again, that goes to like this is your this is your money maker, is literally your face,
1: right? Yeah, and I I understand why people get Botox. I'm I'm gonna try. To never get it. Um, knock on wood, I'm trying, but I am honest. I like, I, you
0: sound like me whenever <laughs> I was trying to, uh, when I had admitted my homosexuality, I was like, I'm going to try to not suck a dick this week. <laughs> I'm really going to try. Now, you
1: know, you could never and not then, do that.
0: That was on Monday, and then by Tuesday,
1: <laughs> whoopsie. Whoops. Uh, whoopsie. Whoopsie. <laughs> Um, that
0: R.A. in my dorm room.
1: You know what? You know
0: what? Oh, it happens. It's always an R.A. in your dorm room, <laughs> isn't it?
1: That's what R.A.s are for, I That's guess. What, yeah.
0: Recreational ass. <laughs>
1: Very <laughs> and,
0: but so, But no, oh, yeah, you are Oh, yeah, so he honest. was
1: scaring me. He was like, on purpose, I think, because... Which th- you don't have was, any
0: lines on your face.
1: I, I don't, but this is how he was selling it. He was like, you don't have any wrinkles now, but if you wait and get it later the Botox won't work so he was like it's preventative you know he was like if you start getting it now you will never get a wrinkle um and I you know I I didn't do it I I Definitely thought about it. Mm -hmm. I went home. I talked to Patrick. He was like, "Absolutely not. Never. No. And no laser treatments ever again." Um,
0: (laughs) Patrick, we're going to talk to you about that. It's just a laser. It's It's just a laser. Just a laser beam.
1: Um, but yeah, and I just got to thinking about like, well, what? Why do I want to? never have a wrinkle, like what is that gonna do for me? And I realized, well, that's gonna make me prettier longer and that's gonna make me have value in the world longer.
0: Wow, that's some deep shit.
1: Well, but for women, you really do, like as you start to lose your beauty, you start to lose your value. People people don't hold the door for you, people don't listen to you as much, It's, it's like, you know,
0: and do you feel that? Have you felt that as you've gotten older, that you people pay le- less attention to you?
1: Mm, I guess... That sounds like
0: a narcissistic question. I don't mean it that way, but it's like... But if you're al- always used to, like, people being this way to you and then it stops, that still was... Even if it wasn't the best thing, that was your normal. Right. So it's like your normal has changed. Has I, your normal changed yet? I don't feel like... Because you still... No matter I, I, what your age, I mean, I know you're 60, but you look clear, 20, yeah, clear, clearly, 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 I'm 60, clearly 60, but no, but you look young, so,
1: well, you know, it's, you know what has changed, It, it le- it's less about, well, I guess I don't really know what it's about, but I know I'm smarter now, <laughs> mm. as far, and I know I, I, I've stopped trying to protect male ego so when I was younger and I would get attention for my looks or whatever I'd smile and say thank you and you know appreciate that and I I did appreciate it but I more but I more didn't want to say you shouldn't be talking to me like that or you know, I'm more than that because I didn't want to hurt the man's feelings mm-hmm. who whoever it happened to be. Mm-hmm. I mean you you whether you're just on the street and someone is yelling at you or, or whatever and it's like, oh ha ha So
0: that's happened?
1: Oh yeah, and that happens to every girl every day. But like it's It's
0: so foreign to me. Like
1: Oh no. I mean it doesn't matter. Girls will get attention, girls will
0: I know and, girls yeah. say it, but it, it, it baffles me every time that literally you've walked down the street and some guys just yelled at you like that. You're pretty or oh, something. no,
1: that, uh, Yeah, but that's not me. That's that's every girl. Yeah, but
0: that's <laughs> happened to you. Like, I of just,
1: course, of course. H- hundreds of times. That's every girl. Really? You can not go out without. That makes
0: me so nauseous.
1: It, well, w- w- but but what I'm saying is for years that's I so was so fucked up, <laughs> Megan. But what is even more fucked up was that for years I didn't turn around and say, hey, you know what? Fuck you. You don't have to comment on my looks, Uh huh. which is what I, I should have said or should have done. But instead, I was protecting those who said that Just to me that to and I smiled and waved like, ha ha, that's that's nice. When inside I was like, wow, well, that's kind of rude or whatever. But which then makes <laughs>
0: you feel. Gross about yourself because right. you're like, why did like, I stand why can't up? I
1: stand up for why? what's wrong with me right when you did nothing wrong. Right. But I feel like now, as I've gotten older, I've stopped doing that. I've stopped being like, smile at him to make him feel better because I don't like him, but I don't want him to feel bad that I don't mm-hmm. like him, which is ridiculous, mm-hmm. you know? But I, I would do that because I didn't want people to feel bad. Uh, because of, you know, not mm-hmm. returning their attention or whatever, even even though I would just return it with a small smile or whatever, you know, it. Uh, but I still took it as validation of my existence.
0: Have you told some guy to just fuck off yet? No, I, I've be never awesome. done Especially that. Especially in your like little sweet voice.
1: <laughs> I, but big step for me. I was at a concert like a month ago, Mm -hmm. and I was waiting at the valet for my car. It was uh, late at night. I didn't want to park on the street. I was by myself, and there was, like, three older men uh, watching me get into my car, and they were all catcalling me all at the same time. (laughs) It was just, like, it was gross, Uh. And and I was so disgusted. I didn't look at any of them. I didn't say anything. I wore a frown and, like, And like drove away without ever acknowledging it. And that actually was a big deal for me. Big deal for
0: you. (laughs) Yeah. No, because I, well, what I love (laughs) that you're saying about that is that this is about, you don't have to be Gloria Steinem here. You don't have to be right. Rosie O'Donnell like when she got that bilateral haircut and she was just angry <laughs> for like two years, remember? It, it was, was uneven. longer than
1: two years. I think she
0: was really just pissed off about that haircut. And I love Rosie O'Donnell, but she was angry, you y'all. You know
1: what? I always think fine. about Rosie. that's You can Rosie, be angry. I always feel bad for her because I'm like, she had like this hit talk show. And then when she came out, it was like done. And then Ellen came out and had a hit talk show. And it was like the opposite for Ellen.
0: Well, No. Yes and no. Well,
1: I guess because Ellen had the sitcom. Because
0: Ellen had the. Because if I just, you know what? You guys, if, um, by the way, other podcasts I'm really into, I'm really into arm checks, Armchair Experts. Well, what's that? Dak Shepard, Kristen Bell's husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great podcast. It's a long one, but it's so freaking good. And he talks a lot. He's sober and he talks a lot about his sobriety. Yeah. And it's just basically what you expect, just kind of. obviously he has all his celebrity friends but it's just kind of let's go deep into these conversations. It's normally like a two hour show. Like it's a great one about him and Kristen Bell and like they start the show talking about a fight that they literally just had. Uh huh. Um, But he has a 30 minute episode with Ellen. And what I didn't realize in talking to her uh Ellen really did lose everything. She came out and I didn't know this that after she came out and she wanted the story the character to come out I th- was it CBS or ABC? I don't remember which
1: network it was. But
0: they, they literally stopped promoting it because they didn't want to be attached to it anymore. So she said here I was I had this hit show that they were promoting commercials billboards she said overnight that all just basically went away wow she's like that is why the show died because the network didn't support it anymore and so people were like i think people thought that like they just i came out and there was all this buzz she said and then i think too that like she said uh she talked about how everybody was so sick of it in our country she said but i only did two interviews with of all that but everybody picked it up right and And kept running it and running it so anyway it was uh anyway it was just so it was interesting and that like then after that she literally thought she was never going to work again like comedy places wouldn't weren't booking her because they were like we've we've heard too much of you she said i don't even it was just the america was just kind of Sick of me. It, it was almost reminding me of like, like I still love Anne Hathaway and I think she's a great actress, but I think she got a bad rap because we heard so much of her for like a oh, year. Her but, publicists yeah. worked too hard. Right. said everybody was like, oh, I'm so sick of her. Right. So um, anyway, but yeah, I think, because Rosie O'Donnell though, Rosie O'Donnell, though, she did her talk show, and then she came out years later.
1: Oh, I thought she came out, and no. then the talk show ended.
0: No. I think you, you just combined Rosie and Ellen, I believe, which I <laughs> would enjoy to have this girl, I think her name is Ashley, on Armchair Expert, Deck Shepard does his show, and then like when the show ends, he comes back with her, she's like their assistant, or whatever, uh-huh. and she says, here are all the things you just said that you thought were true that are actually wrong.
1: Oh, she, she fact checks.
0: and so. I want a fact checker. They would spend a lot of time on this oh, show. Oh, man, yeah. Jake thinks he's my fact checker, but he's not. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so I don't know how we got on. The, oh, we were talking about angry people. but Which is fine. I think it's great, actually. I don't want to like, say that women shouldn't be angry. I actually love when am- women say get angry and they say, fuck you. And, all the, and But the reason I call that out is that I feel like some women feel like that if they're not expressing their anger their frustration that they're they're strong feminine in that way then i feel like they feel shame that they're not expressing enough so i love that you just described for me not smiling not making eye right. contact no really that's a big fucking deal right especially if you grew up if you're a woman in the south that's a big deal and you drove away like with a cross expression on your face I love for you that that was a huge step because I feel like a lot of people listening to this are, um, it's like I once did a show with my uh, friend Susan who was sexually assaulted. Mm. But her story was a story that a lot of people gave me feedback and said her story didn't sound, um, she was told her rape didn't sound rapey enough.
1: Oh gosh.
0: But a lot of my listeners related to that because I think that's I feel like women get messages that whether it's sexual assault that it's got to look like something in a lifetime movie Right or you really weren't assaulted you really weren't raped or you really weren't harassed
1: Right and it's
0: the same thing of like I think too we put this pressure of if you don't do what the character at the end of the movie or the TV show does where they come and say fuck you then you're not standing up for yourself whereas that was a huge act in you standing up for yourself
1: you know it was because if I had turned around and said fuck you I would have just felt bad about it Mm -hmm. later because I would have looked and and that's part of my other issues I have but I, I left feeling like I didn't give in and I felt good about myself. But if I... Because it's
0: hard for you not... Like did yeah. a big part of you wanted to smile?
1: Yeah, just smile and be like, oh, yeah, nah, 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 you know, just... And it's not because I want that attention. It's just because I don't want them to feel bad about themselves. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Well,
0: women are literally shown in this... I mean, again... uh we women take care of men. That's what yeah. is perpetuated in this society. And whether or not you believe the whole Kavanaugh thing or what, or if that he did it, I don't know if he did it. Innocent until proven guilty. But what is fascinating to me, how many men came forward to talk about being sexually assaulted by a priest and how many people said, oh, those men are just making that up or they were probably asking for it. They got that, none of those right. messages. Yes. Yeah. Whereas Anita Hill... Dr. Ford, oh, we see these women that are coming forward, Stormy Daniels, whatever. We see that, you know, we, it's very different story. And it, it's just of this, per, again, this perpetuation of women taking care of men.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I never I thought mean, of it in that way. Yeah. It's more uh, kind of, uh, you know, taught to be that way or or, or expected to be that way. It's... it's yeah. So how do
0: you take this type of subject matter mm-hmm. and make it into a comedy for a short film called "The Fix"? Because <laughs> right. you are you're like me. I feel like anything we do is going to have a comedic bent to it, just because we see through.
1: Right. Yeah. That, that, that way. Yeah.
0: So in bringing this subject and writing this script, how do you be funny about? It? Was that hard, or was that?
1: You know, I. It's funny because in my writing my voice as a writer is always quirky Mm -hmm. whether I want it to be or not Mm -hmm. like uh, like this in particular it was really interesting when I was getting it read for notes the men all said to me wow this was really funny and the women all said to me wow this is really meaningful Mm. Um, like they read it different just as Mm -hmm. the issue because it because I was like it's funny I didn't Write it as a comedy. My oh. my voice You're is just, going voice to be funny, funny because it's quirky. Uh-huh. But I I wasn't I didn't write jokes, <laughs> you yeah. know, like I wasn't doing <laughs> puns or yeah. you know giving it the old one too yeah. uh-huh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> but But um, but yeah, the men all like read it with this comedy. But the women, I feel like, since they were more attached to the issue felt like it was an important message Mm. Uh, but the men didn't really pick up on it and i had you know several men and several women read it um Hmm. for notes so that was really fascinating um but it is light um it and it's not preachy it doesn't um it's not to guilt anyone or make anyone feel bad it's it's to I, i kind of think of it as a stop sign because this mm. this plastic surgery issue is, it's increasing every year. Yeah, People what are the are statistics? Getting,
0: you said it's something crazy.
1: Yeah, it's, um, I think there was the over 17 million procedures last year in the U.S. Uh, 92% of patients are women right now. Wow. And um, it's, uh, there's been a 200% increase since the year 2000. So wow. it's just going up and up and up Um, and that counts uh, regular surgery and non-invasive surgery so Mm -hmm. that means Botox and nose jobs that's like Mm -hmm. it's kind of all in one Um, so I think of this film as like a stop sign like where this is becoming more and more normal more and more accepted to change yourself and it's it's strange it's strange that we're willing to put a knife in our face instead of love ourselves. That's, that's, that's very strange, strange. That- you know so it's kind of a stop sign the, the, the film kind of tries to bring out that strangeness mm-hmm. so that people can look at it in a way that's like oh wait this is kind of fucked up that we yeah. do this to our face yeah,
0: I <laughs> just found out do you know that women can get best in, breast implants actually found this out hmm. on the Dax Shepard show with Kristen Bell, funny enough. Um,
1: is this an ad it for is that an show? Ad.
0: <laughs> this is an ad for Dax Shepard. It is. Um, so women can go through, if they don't want scars on the breasts, they can go through their armpit Oh, to have breast implants.
1: I didn't know that.
0: Didn't know that? I was like, okay, well that, okay, you know, it's kind of right by there. I get it. I get That makes sense. Like, yeah. you don't want a scar? I will maybe do that if I want a boob job. But if you really don't want to scar at all, women, oh, no. go, women go in through their belly button, they make a small incision in your belly, and then they like separate your skin and make like a tract, and it goes all the way up, and they give you a boob job.
1: That sounds so painful.
0: That sounds so yeah. painful yeah. and invasive, and I'm just, but then you only have a little scar in your belly right. button, and there's wow. no scarring, and I'm like, that is fucked
1: uh yeah. Yeah. For boobs. It's crazy. It's crazy. But I mean, on the other hand I mean, I do understand that plastic surgery does a lot of good things too. Like people who are burned and in an accident. Oh, my aunt has and,
0: mouth cancer right now. Oh, so yes, she, she had to take her jawline and oh, having to rebuild it.
1: It's it's definitely important. Um and there are people who have really small chests who've always wanted boobs and and I I'm not saying that is wrong, but our desire to keep changing and to perfect and to go to these extreme measures is is odd and, and I, I An extreme. Would, yeah. I
0: think that's what you're saying
1: It's extreme. Look, if
0: you're listening to this and you're like, I want to get a boob jump, that's great. But that's an extreme thing to do. Yeah. So I think it's more of a stop sign. Think about truly what you are putting a right. knife to your face you are putting uh you know i've had botox done i've tried botox mm-hmm. because i just wanted to see what it did like and there were some things i liked about it most things i like i've told you before i looked like an evil disney queen <laughs> like i had a weird evil eyebrow it wasn't which made me though i think before i would have been more apt to like oh i'll get a forehead lift or something one day which i still might do but then after seeing that going, oh, wait, I'm so grateful this would...
1: It wasn't permanent.
0: Permanent. Yeah. Because when you think about it, like, I used to say, like, oh, yeah, one day I'll probably get a forehead lift, but no, I'm not going to get a tattoo.
1: Right. So it's crazy, right? Which is crazy. Yeah, we think about it so nonchalantly now. Um, and and I, I really think that kind of like what we were talking about in the beginning, you, you're like, oh, well, you look like a Disney princess. I'm like, well, that's not how I feel I look. And that's why people do these things Mm -hmm. because they could be very beautiful Mm -hmm. to others and not feel that way themselves so the problem is really internal it's how we feel about ourselves and Mm -hmm. I just want us to start feeling really good about ourselves Mm -hmm. and taking the things whether it's small boobs or a bump in your nose or whatever and liking it instead Mm of instead of getting surgery to change it I mean Mm -hmm. surgery is serious guys like Mm -hmm. the who. Get plastic surgery or don't, you're going to have a serious recovery if you Mm -hmm. do. It's surgery, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, you think of people who are like, well, I don't want to run a marathon because it's so bad for your knees and I don't want to get knee surgery, but I'll definitely get a facelift (laughs) or whatever, you know? uh It's like, uh well, those are both very hard things on the body.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, But beauty is so important and so valued and I, I would just like us to value who we are uh, who we are on the outside for our uniqueness on the outside mm-hmm. and then who we are on the inside and how it, we don't have to gloss over the outside to be better on the inside mm-hmm. we're, we're perfect on the inside and mm-hmm. if you know that it will it will show on your outside and you don't mm. we don't have to conform to whatever it is the Kardashians are doing right now you know
0: boy they are definitely perpetrators of this um so okay so the fix so another thing too if people want to get involved they can because you're doing a uh indiegogo campaign right now for the film we're
1: raising money um we have so don't spend money on plastic surgery
0: give to this fucking film
1: (laughs) right Right. is that too much to ask just
0: skip your botox (laughs) for this month and just give a hundred two hundred dollars to this (laughs) film
1: just do it
0: just do it we're
1: we're over halfway to our goal so we have uh, 13 days left in the campaign you can go to indiegogo.com and um search the fixed short film or you can go to the fixed short film.com.
0: or you can go to the show notes you will be the in the show notes and i'll have it there
1: you can go to uh the fixed short film on instagram mm-hmm. on Facebook.
0: You know what? I really like following your Instagram because
1: Oh, do you like it? Yes,
0: you do a good um, you do a good job of telling me things like historically. I've
1: been tr- Yeah, about I'm trying beauty to do that. Yeah.
0: That just cuz some things we do for beauty where we don't even know Oh, I didn't even know that came from that.
1: Right, yeah. Yeah, heads up, guys. We've been crazy about beauty forever. Like, it's increasing now with the plastic surgery and all the accessibility of media I also think social media stuff, is increasing.
0: I mean, yes, a lot social of good media to social media, sure. but that yeah. suddenly... Now, that's, I think, why men are getting way mm, more... Cause interesting. Because you see all these guys... Because it is... I know your husband basically does, but still... Especially as you get older, like men in their 40s, it is very, it's difficult to have like an eight pack. (laughs) It is. It's not easy to do. Right. Nor is it
1: easy to maintain. No. Yeah. I mean, that's just your body. That's biology.
0: It's biology. And so like you see a lot, I mean, body dysmorphia and straight men has, or hatred of your body has hugely spiked. I think a lot of that is, you know, with just what's seen more. But, but anyway, your Instagram Great little tidbits of like, oh, we were fucked up about this like in like 1400. People
1: people died because they would put lead makeup on their face. And people would die in their 20s from that shit. Yeah. But they looked probably very powdered. They
0: looked very... Because that was a white powder lead.
1: (laughs) It was insane.
0: Which, why did the white powder stop? Because a lot of times... Mm. Or start? I mean. I don't know. Because that is
1: a weird look. Because
0: often why these looks start, it's like the whole gay men responding to HIV crisis and getting super buff. I bet it was something like, I don't know. Was it like women were, people were working and they didn't want to look. Was it like a race thing? Was, I don't know. I bet there was like a, like an actual not beauty reason why that started. And then we pick that up course, then you know why were men wearing heels there were really no they,
1: oh they were and some men would wear corsets too they had corsets for men but oh, that's well. i think i posted about that last week corsets like having your ribs broken yeah. to make your stomach smaller that that is extreme
0: like people literally had their ribs broken
1: <laughs> yeah yeah to tighten that tummy.
0: that is and literally if you ever google like body like corset bodies it's horrific.
1: It's weird. It's horrific. It's really weird what
0: this did to like women's bodies.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I guess it's if crazy. you're wearing a
0: corset that gives you a ten-inch waist, Ugh. like for twenty years, it's just going to literally smoosh your organs together. Yeah,
1: it's not a healthy thing.
0: It's not a healthy thing. It's not.
1: We don't. Re- we're not recommending that here. On we're not recommending. Yeah. A corset. <laughs> we're not recommending corsets.
0: Or if you wear a corset. Go to someone who knows corset.
1: But know. Spanx are like the modern day corset. You okay. know, We're still trying to like but Spanx tuck it in.
0: everything look so smooth in a dress. I love it <laughs> so much. I love them for cap. Actually, we have assets that we buy from Target. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the Target version, I think, of Spanx. Do you assets? think that
1: it's a good brand?
0: I like it. You know what? It, but I get it, though. It's about like, it is about like sucking everything in. Yeah. Yeah. I just, we wear them for cabaret, Gay, not for our... Let's be honest, I'm too fat. It doesn't do anything really for my chub. But it does, like, your boxer, and like, your dance belt. It makes all that look smooth.
1: Right. But right.
0: why does that, even as I'm saying it, I'm like, but why does that fucking matter? We all wear underwear.
1: We just, we just all want to look good.
0: It's, yeah, it, well, it's this all, we want to look beautiful and we want to look perfect.
1: We do. There's, there's a... That's the thing with Botox and wrinkles. I think wrinkles are seen as like an imperfection. Mm -hmm. And it's like you want to be this perfect thing, you know.
0: I just read, I think it's a Japanese culture thing. There was an Instagram blog about it. Maybe it was you who posted this. Could be. Like when they break a bowl.
1: Oh, no, this wasn't me.
0: uh, When they break a bowl, like if a bowl cracks or whatever, they put it back together and they do it with gold. And they do it to highlight the imperfection in the bowl because it's the the bowl's imperfection and oh, it makes it more beautiful.
1: Nice.
0: And I was like, I can't put gold on my face and I'll die in my twenties of lead po- or Wh- whatever. Right? But yeah. no, but still I enjoyed it.
1: <laughs> no, I love that. Yeah.
0: So okay, so the fixed film. So you IndieGoGo people can go to the site, donate money. You've already have a director lined up.
1: Yeah, we're set. We have our director Laura Cavelli, our producer Mandy June Turpin. Uh, script supervisor Marina Seidel. Oh, we're going to be an all female, uh, so all some... female uh, production.
0: That's great. Is it, is it all female cast, or do you have men in it?
1: No, there's men in it. Yeah.
0: Do you have a gay best friend?
1: <laughs> oh, I better write one <laughs> oh, in there. Damn it!
0: You better. <laughs> you better. No, okay. You already wrote one script with for me and mine, so it's okay. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Put me in it. No, I'm kidding. I don't want it. It's um. Uh, that's wonderful. I love that all female cast. Do you feel like? With, do you think you would have been inspired to... Like, do you feel like you kind of having this awareness of self-love? Because you've been on the earth for a couple of decades. Mm-hmm. You've heard that before as a woman to love yourself. Of and Of course. Why I feel we hear like, it
1: all the time.
0: That's why I feel like people are like, oh, everybody says this. And I say, it's the first time for someone to actually hear this. So it's okay to tell the same thing over. And it's like a coming out story. I don't want to hear coming out stories. But I know a million kids who need it. So, Right. But do you feel like, do you think you would, with all the, just kind of the me too and what's happening for women in empowerment, do you feel like we have this idea of like girls have to look cute when they're young? Like, as a therapist and kind of a narrative therapist, we often talk about these, I call them, uh, well, I don't call them, but in my field of study, we call them discourses. So like we have this, we have this cultural discourse of heteronormativity. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't hate myself for being gay. I was told that in my culture that being heterosexual was the preferred way of being. Mm-hmm. So if we're looking for that, from that the preferred way of being a girl is to be pretty right. and to be cute and be, to be accommodating for men. I feel like now we're getting much a stronger discourse in our culture that is saying that that whether it's Me Too or whatever, that that cultural discourse is not acceptable anymore for a lot of people. Do you feel like because of that response, do you feel like that enabled you to kind of free your mind to have this reaction? Like, was it... Was that like something that would kind of domino effect for you? Or do you think it was, was it your are like just you're getting older or what, what was it do you think right. for you? Right.
1: I, that's a good question. I actually think it w- probably was more of a social cultural thing um, because yeah, all this stuff with me too and being aware and like of the way women are treated and and it becoming important now mm-hmm. to um and valued to be valued yeah it. i i didn't look at it that seriously before you know mm-hmm. like if um i i never really thought about feminism or, or any of that stuff it just never was really part of my my mindset but then as all this stuff came out and I was really like analyzing and seeing how women were treated differently and and it was really being put in front of my face then it became really important to me Mm -hmm. you know and and I was like wait yes wait I've been dealing this with this my whole life I didn't even it was so normal to me I didn't know that I should care you're conditioned yeah oh yeah absolutely and with the those constructs being broken, it 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 definitely made me think. Like up to two years ago, when I really started writing um, scripts and stuff, I remember my friend, the director of this film, Laura. Uh, we were talking about writing, and I was wanted to start something, and she was like, "Okay, well, I think the most important thing is to think of what you want to say to the world, and and go from that, and then you know what you're you're trying to achieve the whole time you're writing." And I was like, "Okay." I don't have anything I want to say to the world. It was like mm. I didn't even have opinions. Women
0: aren't supposed to say things to the world,
1: right? We just like accept stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and and just like okay, that's the way it is. I'll just live my life the best I can, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I I was not. I, I I seriously told her I was like I don't I don't think I have anything to say. And now that like all this stuff has happened, and I'm able to see it through my experience and, and take on others experiences and everyone's so much more open now. Mm -hmm. So I, I know things that other people have experienced that they might not have opened up about before. Mm -hmm. And And now I have a ton of stuff I want to say to the world. Mm. Like this was one of the things I want. And normally it's all stuff that I'm currently dealing with too. You know, it's like, oh man, I I don't want to have to feel like I have to be perfect. I don't want to be, you know, Botoxing my face every few months and Mm -hmm. getting surgery here and surgery there. I just want to live my life and be happy. And Mm -hmm. and how do I do that? And can I write something about this? And there's... Mm -hmm. Uh, like so many other things that I'm currently working on that are all these personal opinions mm-hmm. that I I guess I had, but I never knew I could have and never mm-hmm. knew I could say them, mm. <laughs> you know, um, that I'm like, wow, that's the next thing I want to say.
0: That's why I wanted to have you on, because I feel like I'm so grateful that God made me gay because I was not. An, I was an outsider from the beginning. Right. Because you see things earlier when you're an outsider. But when you're, when you're straight and white in this country, yeah. you sometimes it takes you longer to see things. And it's not by any fault of your own. It's just you're in the eye of the storm. Yeah. So you don't see the hurricane around you. And I think that's the beauty of having a president who grabs women by the pussy. Ugh. What he has brought to this country, whether you like him or not, he it's, it's the same. I've said this before. Prop 8 in California was the best thing for LGBT rights in this country because when that happened, all my straight friends, like you, who Mm -hmm. were very much gay allies, but you probably were the same. I know Lindsay, our friend Lindsay Leffler was the same. She called me after Prop 8 passed and suddenly gay marriage was taken away for California and she said, I didn't know this was a thing. Right? And you probably didn't either.
1: No, yeah. You're
0: like a theater gay, like practically. (laughs) You practically are a gay man. Yeah. But you never were like oh, I didn't know this was a still thing. Like, I we didn't know that so many black people were being killed by cops. Oh, like, my
1: gosh. Not yeah. all
0: cops. Don't, don't email me about All Lives Matter <laughs> and all that. Fuck you, I have a black boyfriend. It's fine. He's really you know, cute. He's really cute, but I'm living my truth. So, but still, though, but those things open up awareness. They really and,
1: do, yeah.
0: Like, I've even, not to sexualize people, but I have, um, I have in that, I, like, I think Asian guys are obviously attractive, but I've never, like, i am not been one of those, like, gay, that's a thing in gay culture, like, no fat, no femso so Asians. I've never been there. Like, I've dated several Asian mm-hmm. guys. It just didn't click. But, like, ever since I saw Crazy Rich Asians, right. I'm totally yeah, like, now, like, I'll see an Asian guy walking down the street, I'm like, damn.
1: <laughs> he is hot. But it's, like... <laughs> But they're, they're out there, but, now. and that is
0: a thing, though. In Asian male culture, is that Asian male men are seen as like feminine and not desirable mm. in Western culture. It's like all that's a whole other show. And I realize I should have some of my friends that I know are Asian and talk, and I would love to talk about that. But it's the whole thing of like on the littlest level to the deeper levels. Having visibility changes people's way they see their lives. Yeah, and every and it's good for everyone. Like, it's good for everyone that whether you are just like that person or you're not, you're a different race, you're a different sex, you're whatever, different orientation, it still affects your life and brings you awareness and makes you a better person, I think.
1: Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think any, anyone who is, is brave enough to bring something out that is a problem it's it's an important message no matter what you know like prop eight that was such that was such a great example um i I remember like uh at the time talking about it and just being like shocked because i was like how can how can someone tell someone who they can and cannot marry like why did who gives that person the right That's Mm -hmm. just, that's basic human rights. You can't tell someone else who Mm -hmm. they can and cannot marry. That doesn't make any sense to me, Mm -hmm. you know, but it, it was, it passed.
0: But again, when you're a white straight person.
1: You don't think about it. You don't
0: think about it because you've never had to think about it. And that's the beauty, I think, of what has happened with the grab them by the pussy president. Is that now we realize, and people like myself, that think I think about women's rights, but now I really think about women's rights and i really think about how other women feel in the room and i know now i'm noticing oh she's the only woman in the room i never noticed that before
1: right yeah yeah like and and even as as a woman you know who like i was saying before like i i didn't realize i was allowed to have an opinion of positive or negative Mm -hmm. on, on my womanhood or my femininity. But now that all this stuff is coming up, it's like, well, I do have an opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, you know, you just, I didn't know I had permission Mm -hmm. to feel or Mm -hmm. speak up, you know? So, uh, yeah, it's all very important though. It is a very volatile, stressful time.
0: Well, and why I think the fix is important is that I think just, Look, everybody who's thinking about funding this film is that uh, this we are in a day and age where visibility is important. One of our best ways to show visibility to people from all walks of life is through media. And and so I love that you're making this film. I know you'll your goal is to submit it to festivals, right?
1: Yes, we're going to do a festival run to and
0: festival run.
1: Uh, see if we can get a distribution deal.
0: And Yeah, because what happens a lot of times is that you'll do a short People like short, they want you to make a feature.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah.
0: So, then you're making a film, a feature film that's really getting put out there. Yeah. Because we know shorts can be harder to see for people. but of although course, now yeah. it's Now, so Net- easy.
1: Netflix and Amazon are buying shorts. And that's great. Yeah, it's becoming a thing. It's really that's good.
0: That's great. You know what I always thought? I always thought, like, because in Century City, like, by the, the day job, the law office, uh, they would have... Um, They have a theater there, and I once went into them and told them, "Y'all should show like shorts on a lunch break, and people could just go literally like you get like a meal, whatever. You go in for an hour, and you just you go see shorts on your lunch break, and then you can come out."
1: What a sweet idea! Smart idea.
0: They didn't do it.
1: Losers! Fuck
0: you, AMC. (laughs) All right, so. Okay, everybody. So, t- so you can go to the. Where can they go again to find you? I want to put it in the show links.
1: Uh, Thefixshortfilm dot com mm-hmm. has all the infos. Mm-hmm. Uh, IndieGoGo, uh, The Fix Short Film, uh, Instagram, The Fix Short Film, mm-hmm. uh,
0: <laughs> there it all is. Twitter,
1: The Fix short, short Film, and um, I'm Meg Hine on all the. Various things. H E Y N. Mm-hmm.
0: Meg Hine. Yeah,
1: people say Hane and I don't correct them anymore, and that's okay. That's okay. That's all right.
0: Does Patrick.
1: He doesn't care. He doesn't care.
0: Yeah. Hine. Hine. hang Hane. It no, it's Hine. <laughs> <Super>. <laughs> Um, All right, everybody. So you've done Chatty Maddie like twice, so I'm not going to do Chatty yeah, Maddie yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah. And then we're at an hour and I don't want to edit. I just I don't say edit. thank
1: you to everyone who listened. Thank you
0: so much. If you want to continue the conversation too, tweet me if you tag megan send us some instagram messages go to the film give to the film here's another deal i don't know you lost your job your spouse lost your job you don't have a lot of money you love this project sharing truly is caring So, so share this on your own social media or if you know people that are interested in this kind of stuff hey maybe this is a good way to like talk to a friend that's, that has a lot of plastic surgery, not to shame them, but just as again, it's a good, it's always good to have a pause, a stop sign, mm-hmm. like you said. So maybe it's a good way to start a conversation. Um, if you have a book club or something like that, this could be a great way of like maybe watch the kind of little teaser video you have on Indiegogo, and this could mm-hmm. be a conversation about because I think a lot of women have fears, wants about plastic surgery but they don't talk about it even because there's like a shame in talking about it yeah because i watch yours and i made me rethink a lot but i still think probably because there's nothing like i still think probably one day i might have a forehead look because we talked about this just because i have kind of sad eyes and my father had to get it done for medical reasons because he couldn't see and i get it like sometimes i look like i'm frowning and i don't feel like a frowning person so we're not So that's still something I might do to make myself feel better, and that's okay. So we're not again saying plastic surgery is wrong. We're just saying a good pause, a good stop sign before you really think about, oh wow, really am putting a knife to my face?
1: Yeah, that's
0: a big fucking deal.
1: Yeah,
0: it's a big fucking deal. And maybe, maybe you don't need that. Maybe,
1: maybe you're beautiful as you are.
0: Yep, I don't want to sing that song. I hate that song. (laughs) you're beautiful. You're
1: gonna do Christina?
0: Yeah, no. Oh, that's a good one. I meant the the guy. I don't like that song.
1: You're okay. You know, oh, I don't no, like that don't song either. it's a gross it's, song it's over it's not a
0: beautiful song and we'll see I just ruined the ending now everybody okay <laughs> so go to the fake short film go to all that info give to the film if you don't have money or if you share it tell people about it Megan Hine thank you for being here thank you I love you very much I love you appreciate you very much Patrick I apologize that's all that's all I wanted Patrick just I love you
1: sorry Patrick
0: All right, everybody, you know what to do. Share, care, and do something for yourself, and we'll see you next week. Bye. So, sugars, that is it. My advice for you today, if you're listening to this on a Friday, try to be informed, but also step away from the news. Try to do something with people you love, because I know that yesterday was a traumatic day for a lot of us. Also... Find people that if you feel like, oh, uh, if you feel helpless right now, alone, or you feel really discouraged, find other people to talk to because, man, that just makes a huge difference when you talk to other people and realize you're not alone. So, that is my one gift to you today that I can hopefully give to you is connect with other people and find support. Not even a support group, I just mean your girlfriends or a support group or whatever, your church, I don't know, whatever's in your life that gives you support, sugars oprah whatever you go find that today as always i appreciate you so much for listening to Dear maddie's show we are as i mentioned before last week i'm interested in doing a little bit of rebranding so um if you uh i don't know maybe changing the name i don't know we're gonna see i'm still in that space of well how do i want to take dear maddie do i go away from advice questions because i feel like i'm not getting any So what do y'all think? Be sure to tweet me, Instagram message me at TheMapMar. Should I keep doing advice questions or or do you want me to go into more kind of deeper interviews with people? Because we could go that route too. And um, I'd be super thrilled to do that. And it seems kind of like that's the way I've been going. So maybe i change the name of the Dear Maddie Show because, well, it's not really Dear Maddie anymore and I'm fine with that. It doesn't need to be about me, sugar. It doesn't need to be about me. All right, everybody. I love you so much. Go out there, have a wonderful weekend, love somebody, love yourself, and I'll see you next week. Bye.